Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Friday, January 31st. S&P futures are trading down about uh, 12 to 14 points. So that's about 40 basis points. Europe's major indices are off about 10 to 20 basis points. Asia was mixed. Um, Hong Kong finished lower. Uh, Korea finished lower. Japan was up small. Mainland China was closed again. Mainland China is due to open on Monday. Um, you know, so people are obviously fearing a wave of selling. If you call when Taiwan opened yesterday for the first time after several days off, it fell pretty steeply. So people are definitely a little hesitant of ahead of mainland China, which opens on Monday. So um, as far as news is concerned today, there really wasn't a ton in terms of shifting the overall macro narrative. There was a lot of economic data. I would say it's mixed. I would say it's not. it doesn't really necessarily change anyone's view of kind of the state of growth right now. Um, so you had the China PMIs for January were, were fine, manufacturing in line, non-manufacturing a little bit better. You had industrial manufacturing out of Japan and South Korea a little better. The GDP numbers in Europe are on the soft side. So you had the overall um, first look at Eurozone GDP for Q4 was a little bit light. And you had some individual countries. Um, Italy and France were light. Spain was a little better. But you know the misses were pretty small. So again, I don't think anyone's views on growth is shifting dramatically. And then plus... Um, you know, given the coronavirus fallout, I think a lot of people are are, are kind of going to be very dismissive of data for the time being, um, just because there'll be you know a lot of caveats to it. Um, so that is really the only major incremental macro news on the coronavirus front. You know, again, there's a million headlines on this, um, but a lot of them I think are are being blown out of proportion, including the um, you know the human to human transmission in the U.S. yesterday for the first time. All the transmissions of this virus are now occurring human to human, other than maybe the first couple of patients. Um, so it's kind of a ridiculous headline to emphasize in um, bolded red. But nevertheless, obviously, markets are very sensitive to it. Um, the WHO un- you know, unveiling or announcing a global health emergency, also really not super incremental. You did have overnight the State Department um, issuing, essentially um, recommending complete ban on all travel to China. So the State Department had been increasing its... Um, warnings on on traveling to China for the last couple of weeks, and then um, you know overnight they kind of uh, put put the, uh, the the most strict. Um, it's not a full it's not a full restriction, but it's a, a recommendation. So now China is is uh, in the same tier as Afghanistan and Iraq as far as um, recommending complete ban on all travel to China. So you obviously are going to have. Um, you know, the aggressive actions being taken by governments and companies in terms of stopping travel um, and halting movement of people is certainly going to have an economic effect, um, especially in China um, and then, you know, in other markets as well. And you have companies that continue to come out and say that they are going to have an impact um, in, in Q1, at least. Some of them are, are talking about how it's more limiting upside. So that was kind of the Starbucks and Apple message talking about how they would have had, they would have been raising guidance if not for the coronavirus. Other companies um, including Electrolux today in Europe, talking about how it is going to be more of a headwind, and they're going to have to you're going to have to see analysts take numbers down. Um, no, for the most part, I think people assume this is kind of more of a temporary impact. It's just a question of when do you start to see the caseload count level off rather than increase at an accelerating rate. Um, and if it's relatively contained in Q1, I think people will kind of look at it look at it as more of a one time event, not not more of a you know a shift to the overall macro narrative. Um, in terms of U.S. earnings, so so as far as Europe earnings today, there really were not many other than Electrolux, like I said before, um, which is getting hit relatively hard. Um, more on their guidance, and the guidance uh, factors are more company-specific in nature. So if you recall, Whirlpool out earlier this week in the U.S. was pretty decent. So I don't think Electrolux is sending kind of a really negative macro message, more company-specific to them, their supply chain. 
Um, in the U.S. last night, Amazon was a big highlight. Um, you know, very strong report. Uh, I think people were a little nervous on Amazon, especially around Amazon Web Services, where there was concern that you were going to see a more uh, a larger deceleration in growth. You only had a, a relatively minimal deceleration in growth, and you actually had AWS margins increase um, um, pretty strongly sequentially. So I think I think part of the uh, reason why the stock is trading as well as it is is because there was there was some hesitancy um, heading into this quarter. Um, the guidance for March was um, was okay. There, the operating income guidance was a little light if you kind of strip out um, a change in, in one of their depreciation assumptions. But obviously, that's the big standout. Um, Western Digital also very strong for semiconductors. You had um, you know a mix of negatives. You had Amgen, Electronic Arts, and Visa all underwhelmed. With Visa, they were um, Visa left their overall revenue and EPS uh, guidance numbers unchanged, but they are increasing their client incentive guidance. Um, which could be an earnings headwind. So that's, that was the reason that stock was getting hit a little bit. For this morning, you have um, a few more earnings. So Caterpillar and Honeywell at 6.30, Exxon at 7.30, Chevron at 8.30. Those are going to be um, the big ones for today. And then, you know, this is this is kind of the peak of the Q4 season. So the volume of reports is going to fall a lot going forward. You still have some big names next week, including Google on Monday, um, you have Disney and Ford Tuesday night, and you have Qualcomm Wednesday night. Um, you know, but you very are much now past the peak of earnings, um, and I think now the focus shifts pretty quickly back to um, U.S. politics, where you have the Iowa caucus on Monday, and then the following night on Tuesday you have Trump's State of the Union address. Um, and just quickly on on the Iowa caucus, you know, I think you know again people are of, of two views on this whole subject. You have Bernie's poll momentum has certainly been surging. Um, but it very much is a toss-up as far as who's going to win in Iowa and then by how much. The margin of victory is very important too. Um, you know, I personally think a blowout victory by Bernie, you may see a very brief knee-jerk reaction lower, um, you know, perhaps in the future is when we come into work on Tuesday. But I also think that it would be ultimately viewed as a positive if he were to become the nominee, just because it would increase the perceived odds of, of Trump um, winning in November. Um and just kind of circling back to the overall tape, you know, I think it, it's somewhat of a frustrating market in that you are not seeing much debate around growth or earnings. The if you know if you divide the market into two camps of so bulls versus bears, there's not much difference as far as their views on earnings or growth um, at the margin, perhaps a little bit. But the real debate is just more the multiple, and that that's what creates these frustrating market moves where you have these large swings like yesterday afternoon and then this morning. Um, that are somewhat inexplicable if you're looking for fundamental headlines to justify it. Um, but in a world where you know you're debating around multiples, you can see these large swings um, that aren't necessarily correlated to a you know specific headline or a specific piece of news. So um, you know we peaked out um, at about um, you know a little north of 19 times uh, last week. We pulled back to um, you know a little bit around 18 and a half times as of the low of this week. And then the big debate is just, do you go back to the prior range on valuations or do you make an assault around up to 20 times? And that's, you know, if you're a bull versus bear, that's the real debates, 20 times versus 18 times. I personally think 20 times is not justified based on all fundamentals. Um, and I think that regardless of kind of what happens, I feel that the tape will see 18 times first, um, which is get about, you know, 3150. So that's, that's um, you know, my view as far as where we go from here. Um so that is everything for today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening.